Hi, this is Jay. Good morning. Um, I can't believe I'm saying this. Can I speak to Jay Michaels, please? Well, I, who's calling? Jay Michaels. <laughs> Jay Michaels? <laughs> wow. Yeah, I was telling my wife this interview will probably be three-quarters just us riffing off each other's names, right? Yes, completely. Yes, completely. Uh, when you sent me a friend request, uh, it must be about a month ago or something like that, uh, I just looked and said, oh, this must be spam or I got hacked or something. And then I said, oh, my God, there is another J. Michaels in the arts. Look at that. Mm-hmm. Um, ironically, we're not alone. There's there's a DJ, there's a furniture store, there's... Uh, I, I can't even tell you how many people have, have our name. Yeah, there are quite a few, I've noticed, too, but, you know, only a few of us really wear it extremely well. Thank you. Yes, well put. Yes, and, and looking at your Facebook, uh, I, I definitely can say you're definitely one of them. One leading question. Thank you. One leading question. Were you born with that name? Uh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> None of us were. None of us were. No, no. The name is far too plastic to 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 be a to to be a name that, that someone gives us. I guess. Yes. Is your middle name Michael? No. Is yours? No, mine is. Yeah. J. Michael Michaels. Right. Isn't that cool? Wow. Oh, I should have thought of that. Oh, that would have been great. Yeah. J.M. Michaels. What does the M stand for, Michael? Oh, <laughs> to, to our listeners who don't know what we're talking about, I am speaking to classical violinist, uh, violinist, harpist, J. Michaels. <laughs> there we go. Well, well, that started my week well. Jay, tell, tell my listeners all about yourself. Well, I'm a, I'm a professional musician. I uh, specialize in early music, mostly medieval and Renaissance music, although I do a lot of Celtic music as well. I play um, uh, quite a few instruments. My main instrument is the harp, but I also uh, play the viola da gamba, uh, which is a Renaissance instrument, a, a little bit like a smaller cello, but with six strings. Uh, I play the, the rebec, which is a smaller uh early form of the fiddle as well and I play the classical guitar and I also play the, the guitar spagnola which is the uh, Baroque era guitar from the 17th century or thereabouts I play with a duo called the Harper and the Minstrel, it's my wife Abby and I and I do some solo stuff and I play at a lot of Renaissance festivals and uh, other uh, you know educational programs and early music events and uh, right now I'm just sitting at home well, well, you you wear our name really well. Uh, that's very okay. impressive. Where are you? I'm in Massachusetts, Massachusetts, about an hour south of Boston. Okay. Uh, uh, you, you you sort of led into the to the big question I'm asking everyone when you said you're sitting at home. What's uh, uh, how is that? It, uh, obviously, it's impacted any any uh, 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 performance artist's career. Uh, did you did you lose performances? Was the was this very hard on you when it first happened? Yeah, we lost, uh, we were actually in Florida doing the Florida Renaissance Festival, and we actually lost the last two weekends of that, mm. and uh, we had a few gigs locally, there was a, a St. Patrick's gig we had, and uh, a post-St. Patrick's Day gig that we had, and uh, we had a concert here in Massachusetts that we were coming back to, and um, and then I, actually several, uh, we do, you know, during the week do a lot of concerts at uh, senior facilities as well, and uh, 
you know, those of all, mm-hmm. understandably so, of course, you know, none of them sure. are, are happening right now. So there right. was a, a bit of a shock. Although we, we did, before we left Florida, a bunch of the musicians that play at the festival got together and we did a, uh, a live feed and did a three-hour concert, all of us together, we shared and did that, and that was really nice. And uh, they actually formed uh, a thing called the Digital Rent Fair, where they've been doing concerts every uh, weekend and sometimes during the week. They set up an online platform, and uh, actually we did one yesterday afternoon at 1 o'clock, an early music, that's right. 45-minute set, and it was uh, it was really cool. Um, I've been hesitant at first because I thought, well, everybody's doing this right now. I, maybe I should lay back, but a friend of mine said, no, no, no. The world needs the kind of music you do, so go for it. And when I was getting off the phone with her, I was getting a call from the Digital Run Fair people, and they said, can you do Sunday? So I said, all right, yeah. And uh, it was it was nice because we do you know our music is a little on the um, it's on the mellower side we're not like a raucous group um, and you know like I said we play a lot of nice gentle you know renaissance music John Dowling and things like that mm-hmm. and it was um, and we love it um, but uh, there's a lot of people that that find some comfort in that kind of nice gentle music from long ago from a different time you know and we were really honored to be able to do that. It was nice to connect with everyone. And it was kind of nice to be sitting in our living room, knowing that there were people out there in their living rooms too, you know, just, uh, you know, connecting. Through the, through the, uh, I'm, I'm surprised I haven't asked this of, of other artists who've done this, but, but maybe the way you worded it, it, it sparked in my brain. Do you know how many audience actually, uh, uh, I won't say came, uh, tuned into your work? Do you, know, do you know what kind of crowd you got? <clears throat> I think we had around 150-ish people, which oh. was um, which was nice. Yeah, yeah, it was. I I was hoping that we'd have 20 or 30 or 50. So uh, it was uh, it was really pleasant. I was pleasantly surprised, and it made me very happy. I I asked this of all classicalists because it's it's funny. Maybe the name lends to it. I'm I'm a Shakespeare junkie, so so for me, classical theater is, is something I gravitate to great greatly. Um, do you think this is going to increase people's enjoyment? People make fun of classical music, make fun of classic theater, etc. Oh, oh I, I had once someone who said, I can't watch anything that has the and thou in it. Uh, do you think this is going to change people? Do you think they're going to say, well, now is my time. I'm going to read that book, listen to that music. They're going to expand themselves. It's a good question. And, um, I, I don't know. I would hope so. I, I mean, I can't speak for others, but I can hope that uh, that we have all this additional exposure to the arts. I think I've noticed that uh, going through my my Facebook and going through other social media on a on a regular basis that there is so much out there. There are you know people giving free concerts or just doing songs in all different genres, but especially uh, in the in the classical field and the early music field, there's just so much more content available for people to avail themselves to. Um, maybe people will decide that they, they do like it. Um, you know, when we play at Renaissance fairs, there's often people that come in there looking for um, a turkey leg and maybe uh, a rowdy Irish song, and sometimes they'll sit through, you know, some of what we're doing, and sometimes they'll get up and leave because it's not their thing, or sometimes they'll say, hey, you know what? This doesn't suck. I kind of like this. This is something new, um, you know. And um, 
you know, it, it, maybe we broaden people's horizons a little bit, and uh, maybe through this, with, with all this, there's so much more of this out there right now, maybe it does uh, broaden horizons a little bit more. So I, I can hope so. Do you think you're becoming a de facto therapist? Because you said yours is very mellow music. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, do you think that uh, you are, uh, you think there are people going, okay, I need to relax, I need to do something, I don't know this, but uh, let me listen to it. And do you think you're, you're supplying that kind of therapeutic service also? Well, I was really touched when I was reading through, after we did the concert, I read through some of the, uh, the comments that were coming in on the live feed and people saying, hey, it was on a rainy day when we're all kind of sad, it was so nice to just sit and listen to this kind of music or comments like that. And, um, yeah, I, th- I, I, I think so. I mean, I, I find that listening to, you know, good music, even if it's sad music, gives me some salt. It's kind of cathartic and therapeutic. And, um, yeah, we got some of that. And I, I believe that, that that connection is really important. And I, I do like that. Yeah. So you're supplying a whole bunch of connections. You're you're enhancing people's lives. You're you're connecting to human beings again, and now you're being a therapist. Now, now I always ask classicalists this also because because they understand history uh, uh, deeper, if you will. Did you ever think this would happen again? <clears throat> again, not in our lifetime. We're, we're talking about there had been great plagues. There was the la- There was in 1918. We lost millions of people. Did you ever think in our modern era? we would have this again. No. <laughs> no, I really didn't. Um, but, you know, when you know, when we all watched, you know, the Avengers and, you know, the Infinity Wars and the Endgame, and... You're, you're a superhero you know, movie lover? I, I like that stuff. It's To me, it's uh, it's modern, modern classics with heroes and villains, and I kind of enjoy all that. But, you know, what, what I like is, is stuff like that that has enough fantasy to be really entertaining but also has enough sense of realism so you think, oh, that could happen, you know. And um, not that it all could happen, but maybe it could happen. But my point being, you watch characters that you care about dealing with half of the population gone. And then, you know, a few months later, we're in this situation where who knows what's going to happen. And you think, wow, we didn't think it could happen again, although – you know, the storytellers are always telling us that this could happen in right. all of the apocalypse movies and everything. So, I don't know, did I answer the question or did I just ramble off? No, you answered it brilliantly, and I'm impressed because, again, uh, there's our similarities. Uh, I, I love the Marvel movies. <laughs> you do. Also, I'm, I'm so relieved you've just provided more therapy for me. <clears throat> Excellent. And uh, another thing I do, I don't know if you do this, every Thursday, which is Thor's Day. I always wear a mm. Thor T-shirt, so. And I have a Mjolnir ring. So there we go. We're okay. We're, okay, good. we're completely covered on that. All right. Um, along the same lines, in terms of of would this happen again, and what you were saying about that. Now, now you're saying uh, these great classical works have a hero. Who's our hero right now? Who 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 should we look up to, or who should we emulate? Who should we learn from uh, at this time? Spider-Man's not coming here, unfortunately, though he does reside in no. Queens. But who's who's the hero now? Well, let me answer that in a couple of parts. First of all, um, I have to say that 
one of the things that affected me profoundly a couple of days ago is I saw this little clip on Facebook from Doctor Who with the, the latest doctor. Please tell me that you're a Doctor Who fan. I, I do like Doctor Who. <laughs> it's in the name. It must be the name. That's all there is it's, to it. It's in the name. Yeah, I've been following it, it since since William Hartnell in 63. So, yeah, I, I, yeah. I'm sorry. Please go on. Well, she was just basically saying, hey, hang in there. You know, we're going to get through this. It was like incoming transmission. And for whatever reason, that just really profoundly touched me because it was, you know, one of these heroes. You know, we have our heroes that are fictional, but still, they're part of our lives. And that just, for her to reach out and just talk to me like that, it really moved me. Um, to <laughs> tears, actually. Um, but as far as that, uh, fictional heroes, um, as far as the, um, who do we look up to now? Um, I tell you, when I walk around, when I have to go out, I, I look at the people that are, you know, stocking shelves and um, bagging groceries and um, doing the ambulances and going out to help people. Um, I'm just seeing regular, everyday people out helping other people, um, smiling, saying hello, asking how people are doing, providing services. Um, you know, those are really the heroes that we can look up to, the people that aren't, you know, wealthy, multimillionaires with, you know, with technology that, um, you know, provides them to fly through the air and uh, hmm. super villains. Right. Just the, the people that are out there doing what they can. I think if we could all just try to do what we can, try to help other people do a good deed every day or do, you know, 12 if the opportunities arise, um, you know, then, then we're all heroes. Do you, uh, how can I put this? Um, uh, do you feel a change in yourself because of this? And as, as you say about the heroes, I, uh, very briefly, I, I had a, a delivery from a pharmacy a few, uh, about a half a week ago, and and the the guy who brought it, he had it on his mask and everything, and his his eyes were absolutely bulged out of his head. And I, I when when I I didn't take the package, he put it down and whatever else. When I opened the door to get it, I I was compelled to just say, oh, "How are you?" And he looked, and I could see his eyes soften. I go, "Yeah, I'm I'm all right. I'm I'm doing okay." And I said, "Thank you so much for all of this." He says, "Yeah, thanks. Oh, yeah, okay." He walked away, and it, it looks like I just alleviated pressure from him. Do you find uh, uh, that when you see these people, these heroes that you're mentioning, you almost want to, like when you see a service person on the subway or something, you, you want to say thank you for your service. Do you feel like you want to say that to them? I, I do, and I and I do. Um, you know, whenever I go to the, the grocery store, I, I thank the bag or I thank the person that's uh, ringing in the, the, the groceries just for being there, because if they weren't, you know, we'd yeah. be out foraging in the in the woods, and uh, you know, and I, I think it's important too. Um, I know I've heard some people say, "Don't ask me how I'm doing." You know, I'm stressed, um, but other people really, I think a, a lot of people appreciate that you're asking how they're doing or yeah. thanking them for doing what they're doing. And I think it's important for us to do that. You know, because everyone is that's out there is is literally risking their lives so that we can you know, have food or, you know, have, you know, get a ride to the hospital if we need it or put a fire out if we get a fire. You know right. what I'm saying. Yeah, oh, completely. All these people that are doing these, these things. Yeah, so, 
I think, yeah, the, I think we need to express that. Oh, completely. I, I, I find it rather ironic that, yes, the firemen, the policemen, the, the, the ambulance driver, the doctor, we're, we, of course, thank them. But nowadays, yeah, the, to, we get a pizza, and, and that person's risking their life as much as, as, much as can be. So it's, it's, it's very sad uh, on that level, and I hope, ironically, I hope the one thing that comes out of this is that uh, uh, we all behave that way when it's all over, that we don't say, phew, everything's fine, all right, get the hell out of my way. And suddenly we, we go back to our old ways. Um, let's talk the future for a moment. Now, again, I always hear different opinions depending on someone's occupation, and I always love to hear about those who understand centuries ago what when when everything clears and we can venture out into the streets again, uh, what's the state of the arts? What do you think it's going to look like? It could be your it could be just the, the classical music field or in general. What do you think things are going to look like? I think boy, I hadn't really thought about it. Um, I think it's it's still going to be there. It, maybe it will change, maybe it will evolve, but I think we're, we're still going to have it. We'll always have the need for the arts, and perhaps we'll have a, a greater appreciation, or uh, we'll have a different view, or we'll just have an evolved view. But um, I can see, you know, I can I can foresee in my future still playing, still having gigs, still. Uh, it may be different, but it's, how do you it, think it's going to be different? The, I, I have people who tell me financially things might be more expensive, less expensive. I have people say we're, there's going to be an explosion of, of, of pandemic sort of music and plays and things like that. What do you think is going to be different? And it doesn't have to be the educated, deeply researched answer. Just the, what do you think is go- the world is going to look like on that level? Are we paying more? Are we paying less? Or what's, what's, the, what's the word? You know what? My first reactions to say I honestly don't know. Um, <laughs> I guess I, I hope that's the smartest like answer. Before, that, that, we, that, we evolve, that we evolve and that we uh, start to see things maybe from a different perspective um, that, huh. you know, what's important and what's not. I think that's the, the biggest lesson I think that a lot of us are learning here is what's important and what's not. What, what can we live without and what can't we live without? Um, you know, we, um, you know, the whole thing about you know, working from home, a lot of people find that they can work from home. Uh, what about our health care? You know, we're looking at all these things. Uh, we have a little bit more time to think about some of these things. So we are, um, you know, rethinking things, rethinking our priorities, rethinking our perspectives, and rethinking how we, um, how so, we you, so you think as long as we're all uh, inside, we might as well start stepping inside of ourselves and seeing what's really important out there. Yeah. I mean, um, we, it's, 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 this, it, you know, with the, the internet and everything, this, we've been, we're so connected. And then when the, um, this happens and physically we're not connected, mm. it's, it's kind of an interesting, um, conundrum we find ourselves in, but if, um, we can still, maintain that connection and appreciate the connections a little bit more and then when we go back to being able to connect physical physically again uh, perhaps we'll have a more profound uh, respect for our our, our our collective humanity indeed and and our art and all of that mr michaels it has been a pleasure speaking to you 
Um, Mr. Michaels, it's so much fun to speak to you. I, I, I'm going to make sure all our listeners know about your great work and where they can find you online. And please send me invites to, uh, whether, whether it be uh, online invites or what you are doing, because uh, I, I imagine you're a brilliant performer and, and would love to, to get to know you and your work much better. And I can't believe that you changed your name and you're a superhero lover and a Doctor Who lover. So it must be in the name. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much for speaking to me today. Thank you for speaking with me. This was a really fun interview. For some reason, I thought it was going to be an hour later, and then you caught me unaware, but I'm glad you did because um, it's just... Uh, it, it, felt like the right time, and it was really a lot of fun. Thank you. Good. My pleasure. All the best. Be well. Thanks. You Ciao. as well.